Welcome to SonaCast, a podcast from the team at Sona Nanotech Inc. Sona's unique gold nanorods will power next generation diagnostic devices and medical applications. In every podcast, we seek to learn more about our industry with expert insight and special guests. Welcome to episode 38 of SonaCast. In this final episode of the first season of SonaCast, we look back at some of the highlights of the last seven months. Hello, I'm Darren Evans, Sona's Head of Communications, and it's been my pleasure to produce and host SonaCast, the first podcast by a business in the lateral flow market, specifically for the lateral flow market. Over the course of seven months and 38 episodes, we've made it our mission to explain what Sona Nanotech is, what we do, and why what we do is unique in lateral flow. We're passionate about our industry and the work we do, but we're also aware that many people may not have a full understanding of lateral flow diagnostic technology or its potential. So SonaCast was launched as a way to communicate not only Sona's message, but also that of the entire lateral flow industry. To achieve that, we've journeyed across the world from our home in Nova Scotia to Europe, attending events in Spain, the Netherlands and the UK, and to the west coast of the United States for events in San Diego and Los Angeles. Along the way, we've been joined by many special guests, from the members of Team Sona and colleagues from our partners and collaborators, to notable figures from within the lateral flow industry and beyond. We've learned much about the history of lateral flow, its wide variety of uses today, and its incredible potential for the future. We asked senior figures in the industry what was exciting them about lateral flow technology developments. In the next set of clips, you will hear from Dr. Michael Mansfield of Millipore Sigma, John Tonkinson of DCN Diagnostics, Klaus Hochleitner of GE, and finally Rob Porter of RAP IVD. I think what's probably the most exciting aspect of it is the fact that it's continuing to grow. I get into the, the uh, point-of-care market probably 20 years ago, and at that point in time, uh, we were told that lateral flow as a technology for point-of-care was going to be dead within four or five years. And in fact, it has grown every year for the last 20 years and one of the hallmarks of it is the fact that it is such an economical platform for devising diagnostic tests uh, coupled with their the ease of use and you can find other diagnostic assays that can do things that lateral flow can't but they tend to be more expensive and they require trained personnel so they're going to be limited to either central lab facilities or hospital laboratories not something that could be uh, dispersed to let's say a home care setting because they're just too too complex to run. The point of care testing is uh, going far beyond what it what it used to be, uh, thanks in large part to lateral flow immunoassay being um, a relatively easy sort of product to to manufacture once mm -hmm. you've developed the product. And we're just seeing a big growth in the ecosystem around lateral flow with companies such as Sona who are developing new detection methodologies that can be more sensitive, allow you to do multiplex measurements. Um, the materials companies are continuously making improvements, um, and so there's just a growth in the ecosystem. There's a lot of energy, and, um, and the new, uh, I'll call it the, the millennial generation is really focused on uh, starting up companies that can uh, put uh, healthcare testing in the hands of the consumer, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is an exciting trend. What's exciting me is that the applications are still exploding, especially after the, the last of the, of the founder patents expired in 2015. 
uh, which was valid in the US only. So you see a lot of academic research. And as I said, you see lateral flow now everywhere in environmental, in food and beverage, in um, veterinary diagnostics. Yes, of course, in, in human diagnostics, the applications are still growing. Uh, the good thing is it's, it's a remote test. Um, that means it can theoretically even be done by lay people uh, at home, at the field. Uh, when you go for agricultural tests, so field really means field that's outside uh, during the harvest. And um, it's, uh, it's amazing um, how many new ideas people develop for lateral flow. And it's an it's a inexpensive test at the end. And that means it could bring diagnostics into poor regions, into rural regions where there is no hospital in sight for, for hours or even days uh, of travel. And that helps uh, to keep people or to, to give that, uh, diagnostic applications and to improve the health uh, for people even in very remote regions. One of the questions that people always ask is why lateral flow is still going because it's like 30 years old. It's, uh, it's very rare for technologies to keep going and over that time there's been very little uh, development in the technology uh, except for like speed of result and and uh, actually bringing in quantitative measurements. Now the reason for that is simple, speedy, specific and cost effective to make these things but where things are going to go in the future I reckon is going to be around uh, particle development because whilst uh, lateral flow is quite sensitive we can improve sensitivity, we can improve selectivity uh, by developing better particles and better ways of showing the line, not necessarily from the uh, visually from the naked eye, but, but with machines that can measure these particles much more efficiently. We also explored the digital aspect of lateral flow and how data and digital are transforming the technology with Phil Groom of our partners Bond Digital Health. The progression of lateral flow has moved from a simple qualitative test uh, where you visually read the, the, the device to a more complex multi-biomarker qualitative assay um, which usually requires a reader, um, whether that reader be a telephone or whether it be um, a hand reader such as the, um, the, the, you know, the cube that people are familiar with or Kyogen's readers, then um, that requires getting the information from the reader uh, onto a, a usable format for the user. Uh, the way we do this is we, we produce an app, the app connects to the reader, the data comes from the, 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 the reader to the app, uh, where it can be instant results can be seen and then that's sent up to the cloud where you have uh, algorithms and AI in place that can interpret the data and then they squirt that down to a dashboard for to be shared with all different users. We also met some of the newer businesses in the lateral flow market and learned about their innovative new products. Shireen Yates of NEMA Labs developer of lateral flow-based food testing device NEMA, and Dr. Nick Letourneau, developer of SipChip, a lateral flow-based device to detect drinks spiked with drugs. 
So there's um, th really three components to the NEMA platform. One is a consumable capsule. You take a sample of food, put it in the capsule. As a user, all you have to do is close the capsule and then put it in the sensor. That's the second part. Um, and turn on. That's it. And then the sensor is basically reading the test strip development. And then there's an app component. So it's Bluetooth connected. You can actually see what other people are testing in the area and then have a better sense of understanding when you walk into a restaurant. Were there other people like me here and what did they test as a starting point? You have to take a sample of food of whatever's in question in front of you, pea size sample, put it in the consumable, and then you put the consumable, and then close the top, then you put it in the sensor, and then within a minute you're done with that prep, you turn it on. You can wait between two and five minutes, depending on what you're testing for and whether or not it's free of what you're looking for, and then you get a result. The result is smile, good to go, and then if there's gluten found, a gluten or a peanut found, there's a peanut. And then if you have your app connected, it'll pop up on your app and you'll say, I tested this, packaged food or I tested this restaurant food, log it, and then you're done. So the SIP chip today is um, its about a quarter sized device. It uh, fits in your pocket or can clip to the back of your cell phone or your keychain. Um, it's made up of several layers. Uh, the first layer being something to prevent moisture ingress. The second layer being a desiccant that's incorporated within this quarter sized device. Um, then you have a test strip sandwiched um, in between a layer that seals in the test strip and a hard outer shell to protect everything. This is uh, absolutely critical because it prevents flooding of our test. Um, it can't always be used in controlled conditions. So you'll have you know, a potentially intoxicated person either dumping a beverage, dipping the SIP chip in there, or using it as directed. It needs to be able to work in all of those conditions. And a lot of the design elements of the SIP chip went into reducing the possibility of user error. We had a, a one case that really sticks out in my mind is a, a woman was at a music festival with a couple of gentlemen. And uh, I guess I use that term loosely, gentlemen, because she came back from the uh, bathroom, tested her drink because she felt uncomfortable. It came back positive for date rape drugs. And uh, she ended up posting that picture on Twitter and it went viral. Just it shows that it, it's real to people um, in, in that it's a it's a real thing that can happen to anybody. Date rape. And also it shows that our technology is real and has a real world impact. And that's really, really validating in terms of how, um, how we envision this technology working and the impact we wanted our company to have. We know that lateral flow technology has an exciting future full of potential and Sona Nanotech is excited to play a part in that future. Our unique gold nanorods, which are perfect for multiplexing, will help power the next generation of lateral flow diagnostic devices, and our unique partnership opportunities and contract development services can help take your lateral flow test to the next level. Before we end this episode, we would like to thank the following people for making Sonacast possible. Michael Boyd, owner of Podcast Atlantic, for his editing and production services. Alexandra Evans of Happy Elephant Creative, for her graphic design services. All our special guests and interviewees for sparing their valuable time and sharing their invaluable insights. And finally to you, our listeners and subscribers. So that's all from the first season of Sonacast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and hopefully learning over the last 38 episodes and we'll see you in 2020. <laughs>